His name is Ish Berry, and this is Berry Media Unrestricted. He explores the city of Houston, looking for people who are not afraid to get unrestricted. Interesting men and women who have an extraordinary journey, doing the kind of things that make great stories to tell for the rest of us. Now get ready for Unrestricted. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. I am your host, Ish Berry, and joining me again for, what, the third time? Technically. Yeah, technically third, technically fourth, but we're not going to count the, the travesty oh, yeah. that was at the old studio. <laughs> we got Cupcake Kraken in the building for this special Mother's Day edition Hello. of the podcast. Thank you for joining me for the second time for this one episode. Part two Appreciate you. <laughs> that was not our fault, though. No, no, not at, not at all. But I mean, we shit, tried that's our best. That, you know, shit happens. I mean, fuck it, learning curve. <laughs> but really, though. So, this episode, I plan to release. Mother's Day weekend, so shout out to all the moms, especially Happy all the Mother's singers. Day. Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody, especially shout out to all the single moms out there in the world, because y'all got it rougher than anybody, <laughs> which is what we want to talk about today. Yes. Can't thank you enough for joining me and just, you know, about to just expose everything about being a mom and mom life and the single mom thing. Yeah. I guess we could start from the beginning um, that a lot of people I know a lot of us men, we tend to not understand or grasp the concept of it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure some women don't understand until they go through it. But what is pregnancy like? It's different for everybody. But on like the number one thing I can say is that it's just imagine in a very rapid amount of time suddenly having 30 pounds on your lower spine. Damn, the lower spine. Ooh. And it's a big old beach ball, so getting up is hard, getting down is hard. Uh, my least favorite part was like the last month is that the cartilage in like your your hips, and well in order for your hips to be able to separate, the cartilage loosens. Mm. But the thing is is that your body can't just do that specific area. Mm. So your whole cartilage system starts softening and it makes it hard to stand up. It makes it hard to stand up, sit down, like function, pick anything up. Damn. You're not supposed to drive. It's Super, oh, yeah, I mean, and plus, like, the driving part, it's partly a reaction time because mm -hmm. of that loosening. You don't have as much control, but obviously then your belly, like, I tried driving, like, no, I, that's not even that I tried. I was delivering pizzas oh, until the day man. before I got induced. Wow. And my belly was, it was so wild. But um, it's a lot. Like, part of the thing that, that people don't talk about, you know, well, they talk about it, but it's always like a really negative light mm -hmm. is that, oh, she's so moody, she was mad. And I was like, I can't say that I was mad about unnecessary things, um, but I was more outspoken than I normally would be mm -hmm. about them. Letting people have it, huh? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of those build-up people. I try to communicate immediately. That's actually yeah. not true. I try to communicate immediately. And, you know, just when it came to, like, me and my ex, I would hold it in just because it was, like, it was it was always an, it was always a fight. We, we fought a lot. Yeah. Um. But that being, like, instead of me, you know, trying to talk about it and staying calm and then eventually blowing up, I was just instantly like, what the f 
what the fuck? <laughs> um, and I became, I was really emotional, like high key so emotional that whenever my hormones balanced after like eight weeks to nine, 10 weeks that we should say, I felt dizzy. Like I literally was oh, sitting damn. down and we were watching TV and I just felt this wave of calmness wash over me because my hormones kind of evened out and got used to the change. Yeah. And it made me feel dizzy and actually popped up on my memories like a couple of days ago, funny enough. Shit. And I was like, it was like this wash of not being like hyper emotional. Um, cravings were really funny. I had a lot of, like, I had a lot of the traditional craving for, like, sour stuff. Okay. For me, it was mustard. <laughs> you so, like mustard? Literally, So you want like, mustard on everything? Uh, I would literally walk into my fridge, like, in my kitchen, get in my fridge and put a line on my finger and just eat it. <laughs> like, it didn't, I didn't need it on anything. I would just eat <laughs> mustard. And now, That's crazy. funny enough, I will still eat mustard sandwiches. Like, I'll just get a piece of bread and put a bunch of mustard on it and fold it in half, and I'll be eating it. And my kid will steal it from me. My son will wow. jack it. He sees what I'm doing, and he's like, Mommy, mine? Share. <laughs> you only have one kid, right? I only got, my, I got okay. my one son. He turned, he turned, he's two and a half as of uh, last Tuesday, actually. Okay, cool, cool. Happy half birthday, by the way. There you go. <laughs> and um, what was after the pregnancy like, especially like with, with nursing? Um, I could only imagine for first time moms like you never done this before, so it's like that was what, what do you do? You know what the I mean? Scariest thing for me, I was I felt because like I've never I don't I never had a lot of experience with baby babies, mm -hmm. you know, because you're not supposed to touch newborns really. I anyway. heard that, yeah. And so like I didn't have any experience with that, and then whenever like my family members started having having babies, I wasn't really nearby. I was living in Arizona at that point. And um, it was it was really nerve wracking for me. I was just you know I'm holding this baby in my arms, and and he and you know he just you it, you're they feel so fragile. Mm -hmm. They're just so small yeah. and they're so delicate and their little faces and like getting them to latch. It's a whole new experience. Like you're learning a new skill. And then there's that pressure that like you you're learning that new skill to keep your baby alive. Like I was very fortunate, I did produce milk, and um, you know I I am not one of those women that's like breast is best. I think that's bullshit mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, as long as the baby's fed, that's what matters, and every mother's journey is different. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those like ride or die for all mothers kind of people. You have your be as long as you have your best intention for your kid, like I, I will. Yeah, everybody's situation and stuff to, yes, is different. Just like I support all my homegirls who don't want to have kids because it's not everybody's journey, and y'all yeah. have to leave my aunties alone. That's and homeboys my, too. I don't want to have kids. Yeah, homeboys. <laughs> like that's yeah. No, y'all need to leave my kids' aunties and uncles alone. <laughs> but like, I but I cried. I would cry. And like, shout out to the women's hospital mm -hmm. because they had all their nurses had the ability to help you. Oh, that's great. And if they didn't have nurses on hand, like if they didn't have a bunch, they had one that all you had to do was call and they would be there as fast as the elevator would get them there. Wow. And then they had that was a courtesy service where they had a um, breastfeeding like expert, we'll call her, mm -hmm. come in and teach you. And then they even had this chart because like how they'll kind of like there's some hospitals that they're like, oh, you need to give the baby formula at first. But they actually have a chart at the women's hospital that shows you the size 
size of the baby's stomach when they're born. Okay. And how much, um, I can't remember what the clear stuff is called, um, that you produce bef while your milk's coming in. Okay. And the, um, and the amount of milk that you produce actually grows and your, son your baby's stomach grows every day for like oh. the first week or two as your supply comes in. And your body, based on your child's saliva, will actually change the, the 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 genetic makeup of your breast milk it your body based on the the saliva your baby's touch your body can pick up on whether or not your child is getting sick or if they need more um, they'll start obviously suckling more and you start producing more and it, it was just really it was I was awe-inspiring for me like how my body adjusted to what my son needed I thought That's that was crazy. Really I never knew it was. It went that deep. But I. But for the first couple of weeks while I was learning, I would cry. I would literally be trying to latch him on, and I would be in tears. And while I was in the hospital, I cried every time. I was terrified that I was going to smother him because <laughs> I have a larger chest. <laughs> that was a legitimate fear. And then I was also terrified because of my lack of range of motion. Yeah. That I wasn't going to be able to feed him. Like I wasn't going to be able to find a good position. And like for me, the football hold, like he went right here and he kind of gotcha. tucked under my arm so I was able to hold him and then have his head right there. And then that way I could physically see his nostrils. I could see that he was breathing. breathing yeah. And that right there gave me super bunches of comfort. But like the, that, that part was like certainly a journey for the first few, let's say the first month, month and a half. But once I got the swing of things, like, I, I found my lazy position. I had a chair in the room I was staying with. I was very fortunate that I was able to stay with my parent, my dad, and my stepmom, and my grandmother mm -hmm. in the spare room, and they put a chair in there. And I had the chair at the, at the foot of the bed so I could just get the baby out of the bassinet, and I would lay him on the edge of the bed, and I would do the football, and then I could sit. Okay. Because my back. And then I had the boppy pillow, and that I loved. If I didn't want to move and get out of bed, I had a bedside bassinet, so I just kind of secure my foot on the ba the board for the bed frame, mm -hmm. and then that way I had like security, and it was oh, I am. So why was your back hurt? I'm assuming that you're you're basically like on bed rest, right? Yeah. So it was just your back wasn't moving enough, or? Well, no, my back hurt because I was having to sit up for long periods of time, but uh, slouching, kind of, posture. like, because you're having to kind of adjust your body with your baby, and then when you're sitting up for long periods of time, that was why the chair ended up being my favorite spot, because of the fact that I had back support. I could lean back and feed him, as opposed to leaning forward and kind of trying to adjust. Gotcha. Sitting up for long periods of time can be a struggle for me, personally, anyway, because of my bus size. And um, that kind of added to the journey, but also, yeah, no, it, it is. It puts a, it's a lot of stress on your spine to have your baby, I and know. so there was also that healing factor. And then I ended up having like some odd thirty or forty something stitches. Oh. Inside, so um, the result of that was also that my range of motion wasn't that great. Like yeah. getting up and sitting down, like, uh, it was it was painful painful and I really wasn't willing to take anything for it um, I think I do remember taking something for it like after the first week I was like I can't do it yeah. that's actually no the first couple of days it was excruciating like if I just sitting up and standing and then like sitting down and I had to give take my son to the pediatrician like the day after 
I could have scheduled it for three days later. I just didn't. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know it's what. I didn't know what I was setting myself up for. Um, so, whenever you give birth, you're learning to breastfeed. You're learning your your child's cries and what the different ones mean. You're literally l learning who your per your baby is gotcha. as a person and what they need, and understanding them and just as they're learning to communicate. And then on top of that. I wasn't supposed to be walking around too much. I was supposed to be sitting because I needed to heal. Okay. So it was a it was that first two three months was very difficult. It was a long healing process because you know I I can't stop using that area just because I have given birth. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. it was very difficult for me. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whew, and women go through this, man. Oh, yeah. Whew, dang. It's, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Yeah. But it was simultaneously the most disgusting thing I've ever had to endure. <laughs> In regards to healing. Oh, man. But it, like, it, you know, but it was worth it. Like, I can't even say that it wasn't worth it. My journey isn't everybody's journey. There's of course, a lot of women yeah. who don't have complicated deliveries like I had. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody tears. I had a lot of trouble dilating, so I was at a high risk for tearing. Oh, man. And then my son was a football player. Like, he was 8 pounds, 14 ounces, and he was 21, 22 inches long. Oh, he was oh damn, okay. a big baby, big boy. Wow. So, like, I, and I think that he had, he... Because you know how you your 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 vagina is yeah. up and down, yeah. And the baby's supposed to turn. My son went the other way, which oh, is why I tore. Oh shit! He had oh he had flipped, but he didn't turn correctly. He did not want to come out. I was in labor for five days. He said no. Wow. He did not. He was Fuck. determined to not be evicted. Damn! Wow. Man, God bless you! It wow, was worth it. he's the best. Like I can't, I. It, it, now you can't imagine your world without him, man. Eh? I literally cannot imagine my my world without him. Like it's, uh, he's the best. I'm, that, that's dope. That's dope. So, what are some of the biggest challenges you face as a single mom? Um, time myself is non-existent. Planning things mm -hmm. is really difficult. Like I don't have help getting ready, getting him ready. So it's all on me. I have to keep my house clean. I have to work with my baby and teach him things. I gotta bathe him, I gotta bathe me, I gotta brush our, he can brush his own teeth and we're working on it. He gets better all the time. So, That's good. but we have, excuse me, for mm -hmm. me it's about finding that balance. I, Cause I've gotta cook, I gotta clean all, um, I gotta get both of us dressed. I gotta get somewhat decent looking for work. Mm -hmm. Laundries by myself. I I can't afford a washer and dryer in my apartment. Yeah. I can't even afford a dishwasher in my apartment. So like, I traded those luxuries for an, having a, a good size space. Gotcha. Okay. Because I've got a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment, and like, it time management. That's really the hardest thing, especially because of the fact that I'm still healing from that breakup, mm -hmm. and like, there's no pause button. When you're when you're depressed and heartbroken, you ain't lying. like I still have to get out of bed. I gotta feed him. I gotta change him, and then you know if we go out and do anything, it is doesn't matter how tired I am. I'm the one that has to keep up with him. I'm the one that has to play with him. I'm the one that that, that is in charge of him. Whenever we go and do things with the family, like that only go they love to play with him and be involved with him, 
but for the most part, like that's 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 mama's boy. Yeah. So yeah. he wants mommy, and I am grateful for that. I'm grateful that we've bonded, and that that I'm the person that he wants to nurture him and that he trusts. But it's it's exhausting. It really, I I'm I can be very tired. I bet, which is why I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I thank you again. And every time you've ever came on a podcast, because I know what it's like. I've dated single moms before. I have friends, family, single mm -hmm. moms that I know. It's like, because what I hit you up with today's Friday as we're recording this, I and I hit like you, you up. You hit me up yesterday. I think so, yeah. You were like, and I was yesterday, like, and I was like, okay, well, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, what's going on? And we yeah. were looking at the times. And this worked out because my son was with my. Um, my my parents and my grandmother because while I was at work they watch him. Okay. Um, but he actually is starting school on Monday. Okay, good for and him. Okay. So I was like, hey, um, a little extra time for y'all, and then I'll come and stay the night. Um, so they're willing to watch him a little extra, and then I told them what I was doing. So you know they were understanding. Okay, cool. And speaking of time, walk us through. What is it like a day in your life as a single mom from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed real quickly? Um, 7 a.m., baby wakes me up. Okay. Um, 7.30 a.m., I roll out of bed and I make coffee and I get breakfast ready for us. Okay. Um, if I'm tired, I'll make him yogurt with like some oats and some berries. He loves parfaits. I, I got a trap kid. He's like eats his fruits, he eats his veggies, he eats, he'll try anything at least once when you hand it to him. Mm -hmm. um, he's not a picky eater. Um, so da, 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 we'll finish up, then I have to do my dishes, I gotta pick up, I gotta clean up whatever mess he left behind. Um, somewhere in there, whenever we first get out of bed, I should say I have to also change his diaper. Okay. After breakfast, brush our teeth, get dressed, try to get ready for the day then. Um, then it's playtime. He wants to play. I'll either take him to the park, depending on the weather, or we'll do activities like in his room. He's really into drums. Okay. So he's got several little percussion and stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I bet his mom being a metalhead. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey. <laughs> come on. <laughs> he likes, actually, he likes metal, but he also likes um, pop mm -hmm. and like alt rock. Or like, he likes classic rock. Like, he okay. loves, loves Neil Peart. Okay. He will literally say, Peart. He'll say, Pert, play, Pert, drums, which is him saying, can I watch? There's this Neil Pert video on YouTube that's um, a solo, but I've not seen anything like it. And if I find videos like that, I'll show him. Yeah. Um, I have to be dressed and ready and have him ready and kind of try to some semblance clean the house, which he's trashing everything right now. <laughs> he's two and a half. Terrible he's twos, two. yeah. Well, it's not terrible. He just has a lot of energy. Okay. And so he's getting into everything. He's curious. Ah, he yeah. wants to play drums with pots and pans. Mm. And then I try to kind of aim him. I know Everything's I a toy that. or something. Yes. Yeah. He's chasing the cats. He's getting into my drawers. He's pulling my drawers out of my dresser. <laughs> like he figured out he can do that and so he'll pull it out and then he goes uh oh and I'm like sir you knew you knew you knew this is the 20th time um bath time and then we have to be out the door by 12:30 so that we can get to my parents by like 1:15 to 1:30 okay and then I have to rush back to be at work at 2 um that's an hour long to hour and a half long drive for me depending on traffic because Ooh. I have to drive to the next town over yeah uh, which costs me a lot in gas and I know I'm putting miles in like and and aging my car but in terms of immediate cost I can't afford childcare that 
for like that I feel comfortable mm -hmm. taking into. Gotcha. And so I my monthly budget and childcare is driving or has been. Mm -hmm. Um. Drive and then I have to drive back, so that's like an hour, hour and a half, and then I get off work and it's an hour and a half to two and a half hours to get him home. So okay. I get off work, I get there. Usually when we're on our way home, um, if he hasn't been given some some type of like super sugary food around dinner time, I try to, if I give him a, a sweet treat, I try to do it around lunch. Cause I find that if he has a sweet treat around dinner, he stays up yeah. longer than he should. Just because of how our schedule operates. Yeah. For the most part, he's usually asleep on the car ride home. So when okay. we get home around 8.30, he's out. So carry him up to bed, put him to sleep. And then usually I try to pick up his room, pick up any little things. And then I end up staying up way later than I should, probably until about 11.30 or midnight for me time, just yeah. to kind of decompress, read mm -hmm. a book, take a bath if I can. Yeah. Um, I try to make sure that I maintain a skincare routine. I've gotten really bad about that in the last couple of months, but that goes along with the depression and healing and stuff. Um, and it's way harder too, because like, you know, it's not like a normal breakup where you don't see that person anymore. Mm. I see them whenever they spend time with my son, our son. And so that's still a healing process. I'm very lucky in that even though I am a dom predominantly single mom, um, I don't deny him time with our son. Yeah. And so he does take our kid, our, our child, and then we, you know, I'll have a little bit of time, but usually on those weekends, it's not me going out and partying and doing stuff. It's me doing laundry because it's kind of a difficult task at the laundromat when you have a toddler who's curious and wants to play. I can um, imagine, and then if he's friendly, he wants to say hi to everybody yes. and, 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 and yes. try and to reach the arcade machines yes. if things and I can imagine. Because of the depression, like I'm not gonna pretend that my house is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, there's no trash on the floor. I make sure that like any any like any food that's about to get bad goes tossed. Sometimes my dishes don't get done. You know, so like the deep cleaning stuff, whenever like the stuff that I absolutely need to take care of, I take care of whenever he's not there. Mm -hmm. He likes to help clean. He wants to help. That's not always helpful. Yeah. And I do encourage him to help, but sometimes it leaves it a little messier than it was before. Yeah, he's so, two and a half, so he's yeah. not, yeah. It's so, like, on those weekends, I try to do something. And then, for the most part, like, I don't want to go and do anything because I'm tired. I can't imagine. I'm, I don't have the money. Yeah. Um, I don't have the money. Like, Damn. if I if I have had the money, it's because um, a friend has been kind enough to, like, be like, you know, I see what you're doing and I want to help. And that's actually the one thing that I've been grateful for is the community. My son has like a whole army of uncles. He has a whole, like I have a whole army of really good friends who've had my back. But in that same breath, it, it kind of, it sucks that I need that help. Yeah. And especially cause it's hard, like it's hard for me to ask for help. It's hard for me to even acknowledge that I need help. It's hard for me to do that. And I've had to really allow myself that vulnerability, but as well, it's been easier for me because I'm not really asking for myself. I'm asking for him. For him. For, your, for, your for the most part, it's usually that's what's going on. Um, but sometimes my friends will like Venmo me like 20 bucks and they'll be like, please, for the love of God, go out of the house. Like, get out of the house, put your makeup on, feel good about yourself, be a bad bitch. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that.
like my best friend Raven, she's a single mom. Mm -hmm. And she like she's like out in in the middle like of the country country. Okay. And so and she's on it on her like on her own. So every six months she'll actually come out here and she'll stay with me. And we'll literally go and party from Friday night until Monday morning, and Good then she'll go home, and then that's it. Like every six months for my birthday, which is September, and then her birthday, which is her birthday is actually March nineteenth, so we're six months. So literally every six, six months, months. Okay. she'll come out. <laughs> Ain't that something? Sometimes <laughs> she'll like come out for like Halloween, and then the first time we did it, it was November, but it was because stuff got delayed. Yeah. Um, but every six months she'll come out and we just go crazy and then we go back and we're moms and it's like nothing happened. We just go wow. right back into our routine. But just having that little outlet every once in a while. Yeah, got to. It's super, it's super important. Super important. I'm slowly getting back into taking care of myself. That's wow. That's, that's deep. And that kind of leads me to like my next question. Like, how do you handle moments when you feel uh, overwhelmed or discouraged? Does stuff like that help? Would you just, you know, describe? Uh, I can't say that I handle mm -hmm. it well every time. Um, the one thing that I have promised myself is that I won't hide my struggle. Like, I won't, it's not that I won't hide my struggle necessarily from my son, but if I'm feeling sad, I'll put on a happy face. But I'll at least acknowledge my sadness. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily just push through it every time. Because there's been a couple times where I just couldn't help but cry. And I find that those moments are important, but it's because I want to raise my son to be sensitive to emotions of other people. Mm -hmm. And I also want to raise him to be willing and able to be vulnerable. Gotcha. Um, and it's, that has been, it's not all the time. It's just, you know, sometimes I just, it's hard. It's hard between the healing and 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 the stress and the struggle and I don't always know where my groceries are gonna come from and that's really hard for me and my son will just be like mommy what what's what's wrong he'll go mommy okay and I'll say mommy's okay she's just sad and he copies me <laughs> and he goes oh mommy mm. it's okay and he hugs me and he pats my back and then just uh, it, it it honestly Seeing him happy and seeing him thrive and yeah. seeing him, I'm trying not to fucking cry. I haven't gotten to do my makeup in months. No, a month ago is when we filmed it, right? Yeah, yeah. That was when March, I did. Okay, yeah. so I haven't done my makeup in a month, but like. You don't need no makeup. You're beautiful. You don't need no. It's not that I need makeup. it. It's that I want it. Fair it's enough. Just, okay, that's it's fair. It's having enough. the opportunity, the excuse to get dolled up. But yeah. Obviously, okay. I had to take it. You know, it's just, that's part of that self-care. It's just getting to yeah. do something fun that's normal. Um, I would like to get my skincare back on track, and then I won't care about the makeup. Mm. But it's just I wanted to do something fun. Yeah. You know? um, but, yeah, no, like, truly the things that make me happy is that I, I was really, by the time my son and I got out on our own, in this, I had gotten into this mindset that I couldn't do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, for legal reasons, I can't really go into course, a lot yeah. of that. Um, but I was heavily discouraged from being independent. I was very heavily discouraged from from doing things that would allow me more independence. And so 
I, oh, that first couple of months, like the first three months I had rent due, I cried. Mm. I cried because I was like, holy crap, what if I can't make it? And then I made yeah. rent every time. And then like the only apartment that was available that I could afford on such short notice was a one bedroom. Gotcha. And then I, I was able to uh, upgrade to a two bedroom. Okay, that's good. And so like, I look around at what I've achieved for my baby. And even though I don't necessarily have the money all the time to feed myself healthy, I will buy separate food for him that is on the healthier side, fruits, veggies. Like I will eat the vegetables and I will try, I will nibble on some of the fruit like apples. But yeah. for the most part, like blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, that stuff's expensive. Mangoes, like he will eat his weight yeah. in bananas, but you know, like, and that's an affordable fruit, but like, you know, I want my son to have a variety of yeah. nutritional value. And then each fruit is provides different stuff yes. to it, yeah. And now again, I will say that as long as the baby fed, that's all that yeah, matters. True. It's just something that brings me joy because I was a TV dinner kid. Mm -hmm. TV dinner, ramen, mac and cheese, Camel's chicken noodle soup. Same and here. so like I always wanted to be that mom that made that stuff for my son. So if I go without so that my son can have, that's just that brings me joy. Absolutely. It's it he's happy, he's healthy, he's growing like a weed. The things that I've achieved and accomplished so far, sometimes I really can't see it until I've broken down to the bottom yeah and and it's hard it's a cycle every time you heal in one aspect dealing with the kind of situation that I was dealing with then all of a sudden you have to like forgive yourself because you're breaking down a whole other aspect of what happened and healing for more yeah so it's just it's a slow process it's a slow process yeah, that's that's life total is just a, a, a process. Mm -hmm. Now, what advice would you give to other single moms who may be struggling with similar challenges? Have patience and be mm. willing to forgive yourself because no matter what your situation is, certain circumstances are not your fault. Yeah. You're working around the opportunities that you have, the help that you have, excuse me, mm -hmm. And, and the schedule and, and the availability and the opportunity that you have. And things will always improve as long as you work to improve them. But it's like, you just, you have to forgive yourself. And you have to be, you have to let yourself be proud of the little things. Like, I can't exactly afford to take my kid anywhere exciting adventure. I mean, he, granted, he's two. Yeah. So like, I don't have to take him to like, anything crazy. Like, the movies can be a big deal, but it can yeah. also be very expensive. You know, heck yeah. <laughs> be, you know, take that time to yourself to take your kids to the park and have some sandwiches and just see how happy they are mm, and allow yourself idea. that happiness. The other thing is like, do not sacrifice yourself to the degree that you start to dislike yourself. Mm. I stopped skincare routine. My pores without this lighting are so gigantic. <laughs> it is offensive to me. <laughs> Like that, but that for me, that's that's it. Skincare, yeah. like, give yourself, stay up a little extra, and be a little tired tomorrow, and let yourself take a bubble bath. Mm, yeah. You know, um, I'm not one of those people that believes that femininity is shaving your legs. I personally do, but it's just because like the spiky is a sensory thing for yeah. me. Um, but you know, just do those little joys. Treat yourself to a candy bar. Treat yourself to a pint of ice cream. Budget yourself to like make a special meal that you can introduce your kid to that something that sparks joy for you, you know, just find joy in the little moments and, 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 and allow yourself 
that happiness. Gotcha. The self-care, it's so important. That, that's that's a good point. And now, I mean, I know the focus of this episode is single moms, but I'm moms a strong African. Yeah, yeah, moms generally, and I say just people generally, just everyone needs to take time out I and do something for themselves. I have to remind myself of that at times. Enough. The grocery store is not a fucking trip out. <laughs> Well, well, hold on, for those... Okay, I will say that for me, who likes to cook, it is kind of a trip out, it's a dangerous trip out, but it's not necessarily, like, it's a task at hand. Like, be willing to go, you could just go out to a bar, you don't have to drink, you don't have to buy anything, go with go with friends. Yeah. Find a reason to get dolled up, and if all you can do is, is, is have a friend or a family member or a babysitter watch your kid for a couple of hours, there's just going out and socializing and not isolating yourself. You have to spend time with adults. Yeah. Every once in a while. Well, I was going to say the grocery store thing. I guess it could be a trip if you come into my store to see me. Okay. It would be a good thing. And I have. Oh, that, I did. Yeah. I brought yeah, yeah, Scar yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was Scarlet, right? Oh, that was yeah, yeah, Scarlet. That's yeah. right. That was Scarlet Dre, yeah. Uh, that was like one of the, that I was like one of the, um. I love her so much. You know what? She's another single mom. And yeah. She's amazing. You know what? She Adonna, has even less, she has way less help than I do. I will admit that I, I am very lucky to have my family to help me. Yeah. But, and her family does help her, but like she's, she's very in it on her own, does it on her own. And I'm going to shout out on her behalf because she has a toddler who's like four. Uh -huh. And then she has her son who's graduating this yeah, year. Yeah, he's going to college. And he son, yeah. just got a full ride to college. Yeah, I saw and, that. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. And I yeah. told her because I was like, have you cried yet? She's like, I can't cry at work. I said, baby. This go in the bathroom, you take too. you 15, and then like, go cry. What the 100 hell? That's 100% single mom goals. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, absolutely. All we can hope for. I'm so fucking proud of her. <laughs> I'm proud of her son. Oh, my God. I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. I've only met that child thrice. Yeah. And I cried. Oh, man. But it's because no, I know that's how the, much it means to her. It didn't dawn on me until when I was coming up here, and I thought about her, because she's, she's been on the show, too, mm -hmm. with uh, another mutual friend, Jackie O. And I Jackie, was like. She's a sweetheart too. She is. I've she, she's terrific. Well. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, damn, I should have invited Scarlett. I mean, could have two perspectives. I was like, oh, we'll do another one down the line or something. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, could be, it could be like. I have a whole then, panel or yeah, something. Yeah, Scarlett, we can do something down the line. Just a whole panel. I'm all about that. I'm it, all about. And then honestly, multiple perspectives because yeah. every mother's journey is different. Absolutely. Like, I recognize that I I am kind of an uppity mom and like wanting to feed my kid nutritional stuff. Like he eats junk food too. Like it's yeah. not, I find a balance in it. It's not like I'm just handing him bags of chips. Um, and frankly, he actually, if you give that kid a bag of chips and a bowl of fruit, he will probably eat like six pieces of fruit and to every chip he eats. Like wow. he will prefer the fruit or the vegetables. Moms like, are going to see this and they're going to hit you and be like, how do you get your kid to eat fruit like baby, that? Baby led feeding. Baby led feeding. I will What's praise that? it. Okay, so basically my son has never in his life eaten baby food. I skipped that all together and I went for the old school method because baby food is a modern invention. Yeah. It, is an it is an industry invention. Yeah. Baby led feeding is basically the old school practice that you're not giving your kid mashed up food, pre-mashed up food. So what I did was I would steam vegetables, steam fruits, and let them cool down. And instead of mashing them for him, I gave them to him that way. So he just automatically started working on chewing. But if he swallowed something before he chewed it enough, it was mash, it was 
soft enough that it wouldn't choke him. He never choked once. Oh. And then, and so he always, because actually I like, I really dove into this. Yeah. And studies have shown that the reason that like people in our generation to like, um, let's say like kids born in the like 60s, like how these recent generations are all real sensitive to like texture mm -hmm. and taste. It's cause when stuff gets like boiled to hell and then mashed up into like a pasty soup, so when they finally eat it, their sensory gets all fucked up because they're anticipating a totally different texture. And, that makes sense. And yes, and wow. so like, I can hand him anything, he'll try it. Like he loves mushrooms, he loves bell peppers, he loves um, zucchini, loves Asian food. I just okay. make, I make a lot of Asian food though. Okay. Ah, I love Asian food. Um, but also like I have a lot of easy make budget-friendly cookbooks okay. that have a lot of pictures on purpose. And I'll, he likes books and reading, so we'll go through those. And he will flat out click, like touch stuff that looks interesting to him. And then we'll make it together. Nice, okay. Um, so I let him lead the way. Okay. And on that. And um, and uh, frankly, like his, his dad's side of the family, they're not particularly picky eaters either. Um, Kind of, sort of. My family, I'll, I'll acknowledge, they're very picky eaters. They're yeah. very much into that beige diet, like meat, potatoes, rice. They eat a lot of salad, and my son loves salad too. Um, funny enough, but it's just one of those things where I've I've always made sure to to try to season things well. Yeah. Um, low sodium for him, obviously, because he's a little, be, yeah. little body. But um, I've always offered a variety of color, textures, tastes, and I've let him. He will make a mess. Sometimes he digs into it with his oh, hands. Oh yeah, he's a kid. And he's, he's eating a baby. it, and yeah. I let him do that. I let him do that. I don't say anything. I don't let anybody else say anything to him. I do not allow anybody to say that's gross. I won't eat that in front of him because it's fine if you feel that way. But when you say it in front of your kid, that gets you're in their head. Yeah, that influence, kid because yeah. they're trusting your opinion. Like, well, if they don't like it, it must not be safe or good. Yeah. Um, I've seen kids that like their favorite food, their parent will go, oh, I hate that, it's disgusting. And then the kid will turn around because they're trying to relate to their parent and go, oh no, and they'll never eat it again. So I baby led feeding, baby okay. led weaning, baby led feeding. Um, he started on solid steamed food when he was six months old. Um, his first food was avocado. Okay. His first food was like creamy avocado and he, he loved it, but um, towards the, he doesn't actually really like it anymore. But because it was like new to him, yeah. he liked it. Um, but now I find he likes some more like tropical flavors, or he likes more like umami, like deep flavors. Like he likes zucchini, and I'll put a little bit of soy sauce and garlic, and he, oh, loves it. Nice. Loves it. Loves it. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Mm hmm. Do you have a problem with, like, if, um, you know, women, you know, other moms, whether if they single or not, reaching out to you on social media? How can no. they find you? <laughs> uh, um, so I've changed all my socials um, to my old nickname. Okay. And uh, that would be Kelly underscore Kraken. That's on TikTok. That's on Twitter. And that is on um, Instagram. So okay. Kelly underscore K-R-A-K-E-N. And I'm happy to answer any questions because obviously not only am I a new mom, but I am an educator. I work yeah. with kids on a daily basis. 
and any advice that y'all want, but also there's a Facebook group called Baby Led, um, Led Feeding or Baby Led Weeding for Beginners. Um, there's a couple of groups on it. Um, the one that I got into was really great, but there's also books on it that are okay. picture friendly so that you see examples. I've never heard that. I mean, I guess I wouldn't hear I don't have kids, but still, <laughs> that's, that's dope like, that. It's the newer fad. Well, yeah. I don't want to call it a fad because I, I, it makes more sense to me than yeah, the food. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, you know, and I can't, and, and, but from what I've seen, it was very, it's always very successful. And I got super into it. And then there's the creativity to it. That's actually part of the self-care is that there are some women that making their kids' plates look really interesting is a whole hobby. And they have little cutouts, and Plus they have they little make it like shapes. faces or something. Yeah, or... and like little designs. Yeah. Like I actually ordered my kid. It's for me. I, I'm not. I'm not even. It's for me. It's not for him. It's for both of us. But I wanted it for me. Yeah. And it's this rice mold on Amazon. That's a cat head, but the cat's mouth is a big old smile, and then it's indented, and that's the bowl where you put like your meat and veggies inside, and like your sauces. Uh, okay. Because Japanese curry is one of my favorite things to personally make. Or like gyudon, which is like a beef and onion kind of stew. My son loves that. Okay. It's like kind of French onion soup-ish, but with like thinly sliced beef. Or you could even do like, you know, a, ro a, a roast with some veggies and some gravy. Or you could easily obviously do some like beans and corn and some like, um, you know, some like ground meat or whatever you want to do yeah but it's just the idea that you have that little presentation that makes it more fun and I will say like I granted obviously the excuses that I got it for my child but I that was for me nice I'm not even gonna pretend that was for me okay <laughs> nice okay um any final thoughts you have we wrap this up um the one thing that I want to talk about more than anything is postpartum okay if you yes please yeah we did cover that in another time, one don't after you have your baby and you can have delayed postpartum up to like three four years oh damn okay um if you're feeling depressed regretful hopeless just even a little bit sad it doesn't have to be extensive because the sooner you get to it the the better it will be it is don't be afraid to reach out to your fellow females don't be afraid to reach out to your fellow moms um Educate yourselves on what that looks like, not only for you, but if 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 your child's father is is around, they can actually have postpartum too. Mm. And that's really important is that you guys work together and be understanding of each other. But obviously, like, be willing to speak out because yeah. there's no shame in any of the negative feelings that you're feeling. Because when you give birth, within 24 hours, all of the extra hormones that you have drop immediately yeah. and not everybody's body regulates quickly yeah i ended up with postpartum depression part of that was because in my heart of hearts like i was watching my 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 marriage not work out and that was really hard for me to cope with Man, in the midst that. of being a new mom and trying to figure things out yeah. and and trying you know trying to it was it's a lot but even yeah. then there are women who have a baby and their environment's great and their spouse is 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 great and their their life is is okay there's you know and they'll feel that way and it's it's it has nothing to do with circumstances and everything to do with your body chemistry because it's a lot it's yeah. a lot and it's totally okay and there's nothing wrong with it other than that it's important to speak out for your own safety yeah. For your own security, for that peace of mind. 
No, it's like that old saying that we see it on social media a lot. It's okay to not be okay. Exactly. Yeah, just it is okay reach to out to somebody. Okay. I mean, be be vulnerable. You have yeah. to have have a decision in that support system. Oh, and then the number one piece mm -hmm. of advice that I have is if you have not yet given birth and you do not like the nurse, you have every right when you are in that hospital to ask for a different nurse and they cannot say no. You mm. can last minute decide that you hate your OB-GYN and you can ask for the floor OB-GYN and they cannot deny you that. Okay, that's 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 a you, that's a dope piece of information. Your nurse is with you for that whole process if they can be. Once your water breaks, they're with you until you give birth most of the time. At least okay. that's how it was for me at the women's hospital. So it is imperative that you trust that person you bond because it is a bonding experience. Yeah, dang. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in, opening up. This is great. Again, thank you to all the moms out there. Shout out to my mom. May she rest in peace. Miss you every day. Shout um, out to my mom. <laughs> shout out to your mom also, because <laughs> I like having you as a friend. You wouldn't be here otherwise. No, and like realistically, <laughs> like I call my mom on the daily and ask her for advice. I should yeah. say that. Like she has been imperative to my journey and and my ability. And like I have, I am an uptight person. And and I I had to learn to let go of a lot yeah. and be okay and you know it, there's a lot of fear that goes along with having a baby like the fear that something's gonna happen to them but mm -hmm. that stuff has to happen to them yeah you know but like I got a lot of anxiety about him potentially getting hurt and I was and and it just it happens yeah it happens yeah kids fall off of stuff mm -hmm. and trip or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, no, that and, yeah. part isn't the big deal. Oh. Is you know, other people hurting Oh, gotcha, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The hurt. stuff we, yeah, yeah, the gotcha. The hard stuff, like yeah. when your kid's crying, but it's like, you know, they're learning that that's normal. The first couple of times it happens, they're, they're just like, why are you doing this to me? And then after a few times, they're like, oh, wait, this is just a normal thing, and it's not just because it's me. Yeah. Nah, good advice to live by. So, Appreciate everybody tuning into the episode. Remember, support us Thank on Patreon. You. Let us know what you think of this episode. Like, share, subscribe. Also, people, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. and um, what's the other one? Uh, Apple. No, not Apple. The other A. Amazon, Amazon Music. Follow us and give us a review and a rating because it helps the analytics and whatnot. And if you at any point would like to talk to me or ask me any questions or reach out, Tell me to fuck off. <laughs> you are more than welcome to contact me. I will listen all day, every day, and apologize in advance for offending you if I have. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, take care of yourselves and each other. Don't forget, let us know what you think of this episode. Follow us on social media. All of the links and descriptions support us on Patreon between $1 and $3 a month. Until next time, everybody, take care of yourselves and each other, and happy Mother's Day. Shout happy out to Mother's the moms day. again. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Want to help the channel remain upstanding and dedicated to the truth? Then consider becoming a channel patron. The link to our Patreon account is in the description below.